From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When you sit around the table at Thanksgiving, do you think about what you are thankful for? Do you have a moment when you share those things of which you are thankful? Do you pray about those things? I always try to pray my prayer of gratitude, thanking God for family or for the friends who have invited me to Thanksgiving these past couple years while I have not been able to uh, return to Connecticut. And also, I praise God, show God gratitude for the good things that have happened in my life or whatever else I can think of. I try not to focus on those things that I am not so happy about. But even those, sometimes I should be thanking God I should thank God for not sending me down a path that would have overwhelmed me, or worse, defeated me. There are many times that I expected something to be exciting and good for me, and God put a stop to it only to show me that there was something better for me down the road. One of those examples I've mentioned before is when I came here when I expected to be in Connecticut. God put a stop to the Connecticut path and opened up the doorway here. It was not... It was not pleasant in the moment, but it turned out to be rather good. So we can thank God for, for some things that even don't work out as we planned, but sometimes we have to look at it after it afterwards, and it's hard to trust God in the moment when it's not working as we want it to. But during the process, I am forever thankful that God overwhelmingly protects me and loves me even when things do not go the way I planned. God only wants the best for me and will do his best to make it happen. Can you tell yourself this too? God only wants the best for you. God will do the best God can to make the best happen for you.
Can you believe this yourself? Who has ever felt like the world was out to get you? At any point in your life, maybe not now, but at some point in your life, have you felt like the world was just out to get you? Yeah. Got a few people to admit that. Everything seems to be going wrong. Something keeps you up late the night before, and then you sleep late and miss a morning meeting. That's been me on a couple occasions. Or, maybe the water heater breaks and floods your basement. And even though there is never a good time for that, it had to happen the day before you had family visiting from out of state. That was not me, it was a friend. Sometimes it may just seem like the world is stacked against you. Sometimes... Uh, I said that. It may seem that the world is stacked against you. But it's worth repeating. And I've been here too. I would be surprised if anybody has never thought this at some point in your lifetime. Except maybe for Braxton, Elise, and Trent. They they may not have felt that before. Uh, But who knows? They may have. I remember some point of being a kid, and uh, sometimes it felt like nobody wanted to allow us to do the things we wanted to do, and it seemed unfair. Sometimes life does seem unfair. Now, when you do feel like the cards are stacked against you, do you ever wonder why you think this way? Oh, because the cards are actually stacked against you, right? (laughs) Have you considered that you have not allowed yourself enough time to be grateful? If you do not allow yourself to be grateful, or just do not think that it is worth the time to give, you are naturally going to get less and less grateful until you are critical of everything. Nothing will go right for you. Or at least, that is how you will perceive it. If you remember one thing today, remember that you need to make time to express gratitude. Express gratitude to others who do nice things for you, even if you think that they already know that you are thankful for them. If someone regularly gives you a ride, thank them. Do not just assume that they know that you're thankful. It means a lot to hear them say it. When I did not have a car, when I was in Albany, New York at college, a couple took me to church every Sunday, picking me up and dropping me off. They even took me to lunch and paid for it every single time. I may have forgotten to express gratitude a couple of times, but I tried to thank them as often as I could, even though they knew that I appreciated their uh, efforts and their hospitality. Here is your challenge for this week. 
find three people to thank for something. And after you've found three people, three different people to thank for doing something for you, also find three things to thank God for. You may be surprised that this way of thinking changes your attitude about how every, everything is lining up against you. I have found that in order to think about gratitude best, sometimes we need a change of scenery. Do you or does someone you know have a lake house or a, lake in, or a, a house in the woods or the wilderness that you can retreat to every now and again? If you have access to such a place, or if you have a friend who has access to such a place, use it. Take them up on the invitation. And if you do not, find one anyway. This past week, I drove a distance to a cabin where I could pray, recenter myself, and figure out who I am now after my life plans have been altered drastically. And I also took the opportunity there to visit a cousin that I had not seen since 2019 who lives in Chicago. And I think that making this trip was something that was well-timed. God is all around us, but if we do not explore and go off the beaten path a little bit and or go somewhere new, we may become blind to God's presence around us where we are. My, my, my challenge here is especially for those who are having trouble feeling gratitude. Find a change of scenery. Do you not have anyone to go with? Perhaps that is a reason why you may have been pushing it off. It is okay to go yourself if you can do so safely. For me, it is a traveling to a place that I have not seen or been to before. And seeing new things, it satisfies my enjoyment of traveling. Don't know if any of you have ever been to Theodore Roosevelt National Park. It was beautiful. Uh, seeing, seeing different national parks and seeing the scenery. And sitting up there looking at the view. It's, it's hard to not praise God for creating such beauty. And I imagine it's even more beautiful in the summertime. For you, maybe finding a change of scenery is making an intention to sit in your backyard for an hour or two. But do try something. Psalm 126 asks us to consider God in gratitude. The psalmist reminded the listener that God restored the fortunes of Zion, that our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. God brought the people out of Babylon and brought peace back to Jerusalem. God also brought the people out of Egypt and led them to a promised land. There have been countless times where God has led the people out of suffering, and into a better place. Can you think of a time when God has done this for you and or your family? See? Yay, just praising God. 
as the psalmist continues, and as we should be continually reminded, the Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. We are not receiving the good things from God and taking them for granted. We are showing God our appreciation for what God has done. Isaiah chapter 43 is recited by the prophet to the people while they were still in Babylon. God is proclaiming a message of hope. As he tries to get the people to be able to see the hope and not be blinded by the suffering uh, and the fact that they are being exiled, that they face being exiled, he tells them, do remember or do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The exile is all that this generation has ever known. They have spent 40 years in exile. All the former things that they knew are mostly bad for them. Even the people who do remember the promised land, remember it being conquered by the Babylonians. They have to let go of those things if they are going to be able to feel any hope. If they are going to be able to sense something new coming. And if they are going to be able to express gratitude. Perhaps you have to let go of the old things or the old thoughts in order to ring in the new. We may not perceive the good things that God is doing or is working on if we are blinded by the way things always used to be, by the way we have always known things to be, which is often clouded by our own perceptions of the world being against us or bad things always happening to us, or if not us, another person, another country, another group of people. If we are never open to a change, we will never be able to see it or hear it. Therefore, to be able to experience gratitude, you may need to try two things. First, change your scenery. And second, let go of the former things. In this part of Isaiah, it is also worth noting that God was trying to distinguish God's self from all the other gods that the people of Israel had been exposed to while in Babylon. According to John Oswald in a 2004 sermon called The God of Newness, God is not just one of the gods in Babylon who do the same old thing all the time. God is the God who can do anything new, too. So you don't have to lose hope in assuming that the way things have been is the way things always will be. You can move past that. Christians can move past that. Anyone 
can move past it. God makes things happen in a new way, and if God was making things new back then, God is surely still making things new today. God is still speaking, is the motto of the UCC. The life that you have led, as you have known it, is always capable of changing for the better. An attitude of gratitude does bring us closer to God. It prevents the negative emotions and thoughts from overpowering us until that is all that we think about. What can you be thankful for? Do you, do you do not just answer that question one day a year. Try to answer it as your first thought when you wake up every morning. Or go to bed at night. Or both. I have tried a gratitude journal a few times. And I have found that my mind is much clearer when I keep it well. As opposed to if I miss a particular week. I purchase a daily calendar from the dollar store or somewhere and write one thing positive that happened each day. It could be something that happened yesterday or that already happened that day or maybe something that you are looking forward to doing that day depending on what time you are writing. But try to have one thing per day to be thankful for. And then try to express that thankfulness. Ways that we express our gratitude, our thankfulness, are perhaps writing about it. We praise God through our writing. God sees it. Perhaps sing a hymn in a group or by yourself. Pray about it. Give someone a testimony about it. Say, look, this happened to me. Praise God. Perform an act of service for someone. Sometimes praising God and showing gratitude is by helping our neighbor. There are countless ways that we can show our gratitude to God. But they all help explore uh, God's kingdom and promote God's kingdom. Remember, your challenge is to find three things to thank God for this week. Maybe you can find ten or more, and that would be wonderful. But try to find three And also find three people to express gratitude for. And maybe even tell them that you are thankful for them. Gratitude journals include a little bit of both. But find whatever form of of gratitude is best for you. Singing, writing, praying, testimony. Whatever you feel called to do. If I were to read the gratitude journal of Mary, the sister of Lazarus, I might read that she is thankful that she could serve the Lord in her home by washing his feet with her hair. Martha may have said too, Thank you that I had the privilege of cooking for my Lord. The opportunity to serve may be one of the things that you find yourself thankful for. Thank you, God, for giving me the resources to help this other person in their time of need. They were also expressing their gratitude to Jesus by cooking for him and by washing him. One of the few times that we read about someone actively 
showing Jesus' gratitude in the Bible. Remember, as you practice your attitude of gratitude, that the promise is eternity. It is not a life free of suffering right now. Too many people turn away from God because they expect life to be free of suffering. They say, if I am a Christian, God will bless me. Jesus did not promise this blessing would be free from suffering. He only promised a life of eternity in heaven. Do not let the little things that go wrong, nor the big things, steer you away from this path again. Stand your ground. Make gratitude a regular part of your life. I preach this to myself as well. Stand your ground. Thank God. Thank your neighbor. Give yourself opportunities to change your scenery. Let go of the former things. For God is doing a new thing in the world, in your life, and in God's kingdom. May all glory and honor be to God. Thanks be to God. And amen. We extend our attitude of gratitude throughout the service, and we as we approach the uh, end of Lent and Good Friday, and we know that Jesus is journeying to the cross, we show gratitude for what Jesus has done, is doing for us as well, despite all the suffering and persecution he was enduring. So in that attitude and in that atmosphere, let us sing together, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
as we give our life and our soul and our all to God, remember that the most lavish gifts we can bring are never enough to thank God for all that we have received. Yet the tiniest offerings we present do not escape God's notice when presented with full commitment and devotion. Let us give as we are able. Will the ushers please come forward to receive our morning offering? Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.